Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. Hello, welcome to Salt Shaker 513 this morning. God bless you and all the rest of you who are joining with me. It's always a a pleasure to be here with you. Good morning, Donna White. I'm sure you're watching from work um, all the way down there in Texas. Hallelujah. Yep, Dallas, Texas, there it is. And I have a word that I think is really going to challenge us this morning. It's not one of those cute devotionals where, oh, God's love and grace. Oh, life's so good. This one's going to challenge us because we're talking all this week about being an overcomer. And to overcome means that you have situations, trials, and circumstances that require overcoming. (laughs) And so in order to do that, there's sacrifice that has to take place. And as you saw what I titled this video, good morning, Don. Good to have you with us. What I titled this devotional this morning Or what are the things that you have to sacrifice in order to live as an overcomer? And the reason I say that is on my drive to church this morning. Good morning, Mr. Hagen Sr. Ah, back in your hometown area, Ocala, Florida. Very nice. Um, What you've got to really think about as a Christian and what was hitting me on my drive here this morning to be with you. Good morning, Xavier. I love you, brother love you very much, Um, is why were there men and women in the Bible, men and women since the Bible was written, that have been used so mightily for God, have done such miraculous things that people would literally walk for hundreds of miles to be in one of their meetings because they knew that they would get the miracle that they need. Good morning, Pastor Sean. And so I began thinking of this, and there's some common things that each one of them shared. That's what I want to talk about. Good morning, Miss Barbara. So Pastor Sean, you've been flowing in the Holy Ghost, because last week and this week, the topics that you actually had us to have us talking about are the things I preached about last week and this week. So, and good morning, Miss Betty. So you are flowing in the Holy Spirit, because this right here, was, was had, had me in tears on Sunday morning and Sunday night because for those of you who are, are with me right now, this message isn't for your regular, uh, like, like someone who just hopped on, who's an unbeliever, who hasn't accepted Jesus in their heart. This message is for someone who knows and has a relationship with Jesus Christ and has for quite some time or at least desires a greater relationship. Good morning, Jake, all the way from Lockport, New York. Hallelujah. And so what it is and what this is about, we live our lives and have certain habits, uh, certain, uh, not, I'm not going to say addictions, but lifestyles, ways that we do things that limit the amount of time that we develop with God, our Father, through Jesus Christ, that limit our relationship of growth with Him. And just like you have to develop a relationship, I mean, for those of you who are married, it's not like you just walked out saw a woman was like, hey, we're getting married. You, you developed a friendship with that person. That took effort. You then 
made known that you wanted your relationship to go from the friend zone to the extra friend zone, to the fiance zone, to the we're married zone. All those stages take work, take time, take communication, take so much. But yet we become a Christian, we get saved, we get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then, okay, we're good to go. And we continue life as usual, and then wonder why we don't overcome in areas of our life. We wonder why our prayers don't get answered. We wonder why, oh, bad things happen to good people kind of thing. All these things that we wonder when Jesus is saying, hey, do you even really know me yet? Do you have a relationship built with me? How much time do you spend with me? Are you about my business? When I look at Jesus' life, what was he doing? He was about his father's business. The man was constantly teaching, preaching, or demonstrating the word of God in everything he did. Oh, when he tax money, there it is in that fish's mouth. Miracle. Oh, we need food? Give me that fish and loaves. Here's food. And we think to ourselves, man, but that's Jesus. But John 14, 12 says that greater things than you've seen me do, this is Jesus talking, will you do? If Jesus said that to us, his, his followers, then why don't we see it in our daily lives? And the problem is because most of us will not sacrifice what we need to sacrifice to live at that level. And so Sunday morning, I came to church and I came fired up because I'm sick of unanswered prayer. I'm sick of laying my hands on people and nothing happening. I'm sick of believing God for things that I know are possible with him, but are impossible if it's just me. And then they're not happening. And here's three reasons why I feel those things get dammed up in a believer where where we are kept at a place of living in God's common grace, where, hey, I'm just gonna spitball, and you know, once in a while, God, if you answer one of these prayers, that would be great. I can't live like that anymore. I am so sick of that kind of lifestyle that I had to look in the mirror. And you know what you see when you look in a mirror? You see yourself. You see your face staring back at you. And you're like, hmm, why am I not getting these answers? God, where are you? But you can, you can yell up at God, but what's looking back in your face? Your face. God's the same yesterday, today, forever. His word always does what it's meant to produce. So if there is an issue, it is with me and my walk and my faith. And that's a tough pill to swallow. That's why I told you when I started this video this morning, I said, this is not a devotional where you're going to come and you're going to, ooh, all the loveys and man, being a Christian, oh, no, this, this, is, this is tough stuff here. This is truth in love. And if you'll bear with this with me, good morning, Paula. If you'll bear with this with me, and if you're from my church, you've heard this Sunday morning and Sunday evening. You might get something different from it this time. I'm not using my sermon notes. I'm just flowing in the Holy Ghost. What he gave me this morning from Acts chapter three, or sorry, Acts chapter two. But what I'm sharing with this morning with you is you have to have tough love to have real growth. You can't just have a friend who always wants to give you a hug. You've got to occasionally have a friend that slaps you. Oh, pow! <laughs> and then you're like, I needed that. Because you snap out of it. 
If I just sit here and tickle you every day and sugar you and rub your ears every day, it, it all feels nice and great, but there's nothing really that happens. I can't just give you milk and milk and milk. Eventually, you gotta have some steak. And you're at the point of having steak. So this morning, join me with some filet mignon. So here's three things that will keep you from walking as an overcomer with the Lord. Number one, you're not in the word. You can say, yeah, but I read every day. Okay, great, great. When you read, are you following the Holy Spirit or are you just going like this? Oh, oh Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Hmm, man, that's a good word. All right, thanks, I'll model on that. No, no, no. Are you in his word, in his presence? So number one, thank you, Pastor Sean. You're not in the word, which means you're not in his presence because all of this that I'm gonna talk about gears toward being in his presence. So number one, you're not in the word. And I mean like in it, like memorizing it. You've got a problem in your life, you're memorizing scripture on it. You can stand on four, five, 10 verses you've memorized on that subject. You're, you're needing a financial miracle. You're not just saying, well, Lord, <clears throat> The word of God says to bring all the tithes in the storehouse because then you'll pour open your windows of heaven. That great, you got one verse. What about like the 50, 80, 100 more verses on, on tithing, offerings, on blessing, on seed time? You gotta memorize scripture, which means you gotta be in scripture. Second thing that you're not doing, you are not living the life that Jesus had for you. And here's what I mean by that. And let me rephrase that, Pastor Sean, before you put that on for the notes. What I'm saying is, you're not acting as his minister. So number two, you're not acting as Christ's ministers. Because here's the good news, folks. When you accepted Jesus in your heart, all of you, me included, became ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You need to minister the word of God to people. I don't care if you go every day out and talk to someone about Jesus or if you do it weekly or even monthly. But for some of us, it's been half a year, a year, three years since we've shared our faith with people. And if you look at the life of Jesus, the life of Paul, the life of Peter, John, James, Stephen, the list goes on. Stephen was in the helps ministry and he was demonstrating miracles. When's the last time you demonstrated a miracle for Jesus? Think about that. But yet here we are asking for all these things and wondering why none of it's happening because we're not living the life of God's minister. You don't have to be a certified uh, de denominational pastor or evangelist or prophet to do this. It says all of us have the ministry of reconciliation. What's that mean? I'm glad you asked. Reconciling people to Jesus. Sharing the gospel. Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There you go, you're certified. Stamp right on your forehead. So that's number two. We're not ministering as Jesus was, but we want the same responses that Jesus got. We want the same results Jesus got, but we never go and minister like Jesus did. So that's number two. And number three, we're not praying and fasting and praying in the Holy Ghost. That's a big one, but I figured it'd be easier to do one. So three, number three, we are not living a prayer life that is filled with God's presence of praying in the Holy Ghost and praying his perfect will. 
There's only two ways to build your faith. It says, by hearing the word of God and by praying in the Holy Spirit. Many Christians never even understand the difference of the gift of tongues and our prayer language in the Spirit. And that right there is a huge problem in and of itself because you only pray God's perfect will when you're praying in the Spirit. So number one, you're not in the Word enough. Number two, you're not living the life Jesus has for you. And number three, you're not in prayer with the Holy Spirit. You have to be doing these things all the time. All the time. But what about all the time? <laughs> but what all the time? I'm not even saying, look, if you work a job and, and you can't be, you know, obviously you're taking phone calls or whatever. Folks, obviously there's times you can't. I'm saying you need to be doing these things all the time because that is what will get you the miraculous. Go with me to Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, verse 42. Someone can put that in the notes. Acts chapter two, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So now the church has started, and all the people who started with the church, you know, 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus when Peter first preached. Thank you, Don. So all these people now, they need someone to go to church, so they form a church. So they get together, they listen to the teaching of the word, all right? They fellowship and share in the Lord's Supper and pray. Now look what happens. Verse 43, a deep sense of awe oh, came over all of them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. Whoa, are you telling me they went to church every day? Yep. How hard is it for some of us to go twice a week? And I know, I'm stern in your kitty litter today. I know Pastor Tim was sent this morning to get you irritated. Yes, I am. That's why I'm sent this morning. That's why I'm a part of Salt Shaker 513. Because I can't just tickle your ears every day. I gotta, I gotta throw something at you that makes you want more in your life. Living a Christian life never plateaus. You never, hey, I've reached it. I'm good to go. You know, God and me, we're tight. We're good. We, I, I don't need anything else. No, that's wrong. You do need more. You need the next level. A Christian life goes like this. Always at an incline. Always reaching up. Just a little further. The next level. From glory to glory to glory. If you think you've made it, you fooled yourself and you're actually going like this right now. You have to desire more. You need to desire the greater things of God. That only comes from sacrificing. You would ask yourself, what do you sacrifice? Hobbies, movie time, binging TV shows, eating all the time. When's the last time you fasted, folks? When's the last time you fasted your flesh? I'm preaching to myself, everyone. I'm preaching, this is the same message I preached to me this Sunday morning and Sunday night. I wept as I preached, preached. I wept as I preached because I realized how far I am from attaining this. But I also know I can attain it because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means you can do that. It's the same for all of us. There's no favoritism in God's kingdom. 
what John G. Lake had, what Smith Wigglesworth has, what Rodney Howard Brown has, what Jonathan Shuttlesworth has. All these amazing ministers, either who have gone on before us or, or who are here now. Amy Sybil McPherson. I mean, you go down the list of all these people. They sacrificed in their life, but the results spoke for themselves. How are you going to shake a, a, a city or an entire nation if you can't even shake your own neighborhood? He's waiting on us. God needs people to do his work. He's waiting on us. And I know that it's a hard message, but in order to do this, we have to sacrifice all the things that we busy ourselves with. I mean, look at some, some of y'all, you would never miss working out in the gym, but you sure will miss time in his prayer you know, you set aside time and every morning to, to pray and get in the word. Ah, Lord, sorry, my gym time worked out late. I was really feeling it, but don't worry, I'll get back to you, God. Ugh, firepower. You know, I mean, seriously, we, we do all these other things and God always gets put on the back burner. But yet we come to him right away for prayer and wonder why the prayer's not answered. Because he's saying, hey, where, where have you been? I'm right here. I never left. I always use this analogy. God stays right here. Good morning, mama. Love you. God stays right here. We walk away and then we wonder, hey, where you been? I've been praying. I've been calling out to you. And God's like, bro, I'm right here. Where have you gone? And I know that's not easy to hear, but we can make these changes so quickly. Start analyzing your life right now. What do you do on a daily basis for the kingdom of God? What do you do on a daily basis? How much are you in his presence? I'm not talking about, well, I prayed today. Good, you prayed for your meals. You prayed for safety as you drove. You prayed for a great day at work. Awesome job, shaking the kingdom of God. You good Christian, you. How much time do you intercede for family, loved ones, for your nation, for souls? When's the last time you went out and shared the gospel with somebody? When's the last time you prayed for someone to receive that Holy Spirit that you have in you, that amazing gift that you just don't tell anyone about? Oh, everyone's praying in tongues. You're ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Be proud of that prayer language. Pray it all the louder. Get God's attention. God's in, God has emotion. <laughs> Read the Old Testament if you don't believe me. <laughs> But yet here we are. Oh, no, 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 I, I can't. God, I won't yell at God. I won't pray to him with passion. Why not? That gets his attention. Get desperate. I was talking to somebody on Sunday and they're talking about how, how do you know when, when, when you know that God's plan for you, you know, what is it? Oh, hey, Pastor Mallory, watching in a parking lot. Hallelujah, I love you. Can't wait to see you. I was talking to someone on Sunday and they were like, you know, I want to know what God's plan is for me, but I don't know what it is. And I said, what moves you to tears? And immediately tears started to well up because they thought to themselves, man, yeah. And I started mentioning things and all of a sudden tears started to flow down because they knew what moved them to compassion. It's like God gave us emotions for a reason. You know, some people, they'll see orphans on TV and they'll be like, oh, those poor children, click. 
Others will watch them be like, oh my gosh, and tears start streaming down. And then they're sitting there in church year after year after year. I just don't know what God wants me to do. Oh, there's more orphans on TV. <laughs> well, obviously God's trying to get your attention. Get into orphan work. Go support an orphanage. Go help an orphanage. Go take your vacation time of the year and go give it to an orphanage. Maybe adopt some. Maybe, maybe you're being moved to adoption or fostering. But people, we, we keep thinking like God's going to yell down, Tim, this is your call. If you're waiting for that, you're going to die most likely without ever fulfilling it. Do you know I've never heard God's audible voice ever in my entire life? God never said, Tim, pastor a church in New York. No, I felt a leading in my spirit and I said, it has to be God and I've done it. And God supplied all the means to do it so I know I'm in his perfect will because otherwise I'd be up in debt to pass my eyeballs. God provides where he guides. He feeds where he leads. So for those of you who are still wondering, how do I get prayers answered? How do I live as an overcomer? How can I get from where I am to being an overcomer? Well, you should probably memorize Acts chapter two, verses 42 through 47, because they met in the church daily. They shared meals together daily. They listened to the apostles teaching daily. They prayed and praised daily. And we struggle for Sunday morning. God forbid there's a Sunday night service. Whoo, now, oh man, revival. It's gonna take revival to do that. But we'll make it at least a Wednesday night because otherwise pastor will text you and say, is everything okay? Yeah, I know I'm stern with somebody. I know, I'm, I'm not even gonna apologize. I'm not. Thank you, Lord, for using me to irritate some religious devils. <laughs> we can't be in his presence enough. And church can't be the only place you feel his presence. You have to get his presence Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday outside of church. You could be go driving to work and be tears streaming praising Jesus. Get into church, somebody needs a miracle, you're right there to pray for them. You're already charged up. You're already ready to go. Put me in, coach. Put me in, I'm ready. I practiced all week for this. But so often, we're not there. We're not living as an overcomer because we're not in the word enough. We're not living the ministry life Jesus has for each of us. We think we're not qualified to be a minister. Some of the most amazing ministers, nobody even knows. People that have gone door to door for years of their life have ministered to thousands of people. And yet there's pastors all over the world that have a church of 10, 15, and 20 people and they might get one salvation a year. When you've got someone who's not even called to full-time ministry and every week they're bringing souls into the kingdom of God, discipling people, bringing those people to their church. That's ministry, people. That's you and me. Every day we can be about that. Every day. We made a goal this year at our church to lead 1,000 people to Jesus in Orleans County, not outside Orleans County. We are almost at 900 and we have over a month left. We're gonna reach 1,000 people. If you've been to this county, you know there's more orchards and people. There's more cows. There's like double as many cows as there are people in this county. That is a miracle. 
But if you never set a goal, you hit nothing. You have to set a goal. And I know I'm way over my time limit that I should be for a devotional. But I feel that some of you watching this, you need this to catch a fire in your heart. Because the word of God says that I am like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. You should feel this message burning inside your bones all day today and tomorrow and week until you start doing the things I've said so that you can go from your normal, nominal American believer to believing like having the faith of Smith Wigglesworth, of Paul, of James, and even of Jesus. Like I said, John 14, 12, greater things than you've seen me do, you shall do. Because we have the Holy Spirit. Folks, we've got the Holy Spirit. We have the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. I'm starting to spit cotton. <clears throat> Getting up excited up in here. So I know you can do it. And I'm not preaching this at you because I think, oh man, you're never going to attain this. I'm going to strive for the starting now. I know I'm going to start moving this direction. I'm not leading enough people to Jesus and not out of guilt because I know I can do more. Folks, you know when you're doing what your potential can do. I'm not. I'm not in his word enough. Typically, I fall into where most ministers fall into. I get in his word when I need to preach, when I'm preparing a message. That's not enough. I need to devour his word, memorize it. That way it comes out all the time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Mom. And we need to be in his presence, worshiping, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost all the time. That will raise your faith level to something you've never experienced before. Because where we can get to, where the life of an overcomer should be, is that they know every time they pray, answers coming right away. Not weeks down the road, not months down the road. My prayer answer is coming now. Now faith, immediate faith. That person who you're praying for that has an illness, now is healed. You need a financial miracle, now. You need groceries and food, now. None of this like, oh, well, you know, the 10 lepers, they were healed as they went. We don't know how long that took. That's not faith. That's an excuse. And I know because I used to use that when prayers get answered. Hey, you know, sometimes, I mean, when Jesus prayed for the man with the blind eye, the first time he prayed for him, he saw only things that looked like trees. So, you know, maybe it'll come as it goes. Not faith. Excuses that yield no results and are not from an overcoming perspective. We need to expect more. So my homework for you, for all of you listening, read the book of James. Look what it says about unanswered prayer. Praying in division, being like a wave tossed in the ocean. That's called living in God's common grace. Sometimes a prayer is answered, sometimes it's not. Who knows? God, you busy today? Oh, no, you answered my prayer. Awesome. You, thank you. Thank you. It's not good enough. That's not what God wants for us. He wants a relationship so close with us that we can literally hear him speaking back and forth to us. That's what we need. And that's what will change the world. The other stuff I'm talking about, that won't change the world. Getting to that level of an overcomer. Good morning, Sharon. That's what will change the world. That's what will change your neighborhood, your family, your church. 
That's what brings revival to church. Somebody who's more hungry than the pastor of that church to see God's move. Someone who's praying 24-7, who can't go to sleep at night because they're praying in the Holy Ghost and reading the Word of God and tears streaming down their face because they're hungry for their region to be shaken by the power of God. You have not, for you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss. Not anymore. That's what James says. But not anymore. Because you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Your testimony of when, hey, I listened to Pastor Tim preach. I knew there were things wrong in my life. I knew there were too many hobbies, too many things I'd entertain myself with. And no time for God, I made changes. And all of a sudden, Prayers started getting answered. Miracles started happening. Blind eyes opened. Finances started coming in. Food for everyone. I started a food ministry out of my home. Who knows what God can do with your life? A Bible study can turn into a food ministry, can turn into an outreach. You didn't even know you were called to ministry until you started overcoming because of changes you made in your life. So read the book of James. Get on fire for God. James 4.8, draw close to God. Draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh unto you. It always takes you making the first step. Look through all of the New Testament. Peter had to walk out of the boat to walk on water. Did he, did he start to, to sink? Yes. But have you even walked on water? I'll, I don't care. I don't care if I walk on water for, for half a second. If I even start sinking, hey, I was on water for half a second, baby. That took faith. <laughs> I don't even care if I start sinking. I, I got on water. <laughs> it always takes you making the first step. And it requires sacrifice. Is it worth it? You better believe it. Ask every single person who you will touch through the gospel of Jesus and by his Holy Spirit and the miracles that flow forth from your hands and from your mouth. It'll be worth it. And they will tell you. You won't even know all that happened. You won't even know the extent of what these changes made in your life and in my life as we do them together. Whew, I preached myself happy. I'm ready to go today and I love you and it's always an honor to be with you with Salt Shaker 513. If you know somebody who needed this message, please share this video because I just, I can't go on on and on, just in the same humdrum life, the same, well, you know, God's good all the time, praise God. I need more. I need more. Elisa, me too. Me too. I need to be in the Word more. So that's, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go home. I'm going to get in the Word of God. I'm going to melt my face off in tears in His presence as He speaks to me through His Word. And I'm going to build up my most holy faith. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I hope you can join me. I love you. Always an honor to be here with you and to be a part of this amazing organization. God bless you. So we'll be on tomorrow to encourage you more with being an overcomer. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Pastor Sean, you're such a jerk. <laughs> you're going to share this video to me? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, listen, I love you. I want to hear some miracles from your life. I want to hear how you've made some of these changes in your life. Just sit down right now and literally think to yourself, what can I give Lord that I have not? 
What's, what is more important in my life than being in his presence? And start eliminating them. Make a list. Start checking them off. You don't, have, you don't do them all at one time. You'll fail. But go after one. Check it off. When you, go after the, the, when you get the first one done, go for the next one. And check those things off. Limit your amount of time on TV. Time with the radio. On time doing menial tasks. Busying yourself. See you soon. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.